Welcome to the Elevate Life podcast channel, a channel focused on helping you establish a biblical philosophy of life that will empower you to reach your full God-given potential. For more information about our church, visit elevate.life. Enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome to episode five of the Elevate Life podcast that we are doing with this mini series. I keep saying that it's just an awesome it's a little, season. It's a season. It is a season of philosophy. Season. I think if you say mini series, it's kind of like we're not coming back. We're gonna come back. Oh, we're we're coming back. There we're you go. So it is it officially a season. Uh, season one. We're season talking one. about philosophies of life. First episode was all about diving into what it meant. We had core values. We talked about thinking. We talked about being uh, our thoughts our attitudes, and now we're diving into the do or actions, actions. Uh, which again, we've... I'm all about that action. Hey, there we go. It's like... Teddy I'm, Roosevelt said, get action, stay sane. <laughs> just get put action, that on man. a t-shirt. Don't be like crazy. That. Just go get some, go, go do some things. Yeah. With me is, I don't think I introduced you. Did I introduce you already? I don't know. It's Pastor Josh, everyone. We're hanging out. Pastor me Josh and, and I'm Pastor Mitchell. Yeah. We're just hanging out. Me and Mitchell have been friends for a long time, so we're just 10, glad to just 11 years, almost 12, going in August. Man, hey. We're doing this thing. Think about that. Just like, think about it. Hey, look hey, at us. Hey, who would have thought? <laughs> we're thinking about thinking. We're talking about thinking. We're thinking about thinking. <laughs> we're, but we're talking about actions now. today. We're, yes, it's true. We're beyond the thinking now, which kind of sum up the past two episodes, because we've really been honing in on that equation part, right? We have the thinking. We have the being. We have the doing. We have the thought. Actions. And, and then attitude. uh, attitudes, <laughs> actions, uh, which it all starts with our thinking based on our core values, but it all starts with our thinking, how we frame it, right? We talked about yeah. the framing piece. We talked a little bit about just you're in a situation. doesn't matter if it's good or bad. How we say it automatically, how we think about it will determine what that actual situation is is well at so least what it well it might not determine what it is but it determines what it means to us yeah that's a better so like way if to i put say it, a situation's bad what that means is i'm in a bad situation if i say a situation's good then like i can see the good in a situation that might not be i like to use the word preferable like it might not be something i yeah. prefer yeah but i can see the good in that and that's it all starts with our thinking yeah. thinking about how we do it and then our attitude how we're um, being in that situation yeah. how we decide be. to respond really and and, uh, you know, we talked about last time about our ability to endure. That's really ultimately the, the, the highest form right. I think of having a good attitude is being a person who go, who you go like, I can get through this yeah. or like in a, in a relationship or in a situation, I can get through this. It's going to be good. That's like ultimately the highest form of attitude. But know? I love even your, the part that you, you separated attitude is different from your feelings mm -hmm. or emotions. Yeah. yeah emotions same thing. Uh, so that's. That to me was a good like takeaway point point of just like man it it is different it is you have all these emotions yeah. that uh, chemically in our bodies we cannot control yeah. uh, okay this uh, chemicals released yeah. which causes this emotion okay we have this emotion but our attitude towards that yeah. that's different so that was a great uh, revelation again I could somewhat feel like this is my own physical oh not physical therapy. <laughs> What? Sure. What? Yeah, we're, we're doing a stretch right now. You need to watch the video on YouTube. I'm yeah. currently now I'm currently pushing stretching. Mitchell's leg behind uh, his head. Uh, but <laughs> it's like my own form of therapy in a way of just trying to re restructure my brain about how things yeah. are, are, are. Well, thinking all these about things it. are like really close to each other, you know. So it's like I talked about it last last time, but like your your thoughts kind of go quickly into an action, right? right. So 
your attitude's there, but you know, the, the most important thing is just understanding we can control these things mm-hmm. and taking time to, to formulate a response rather than just responding instinctively. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's like, you kind of do have to retrain and reprogram your brain a little bit, but yeah. it's not like about having a perfect response. It's more about just going, okay, like what, what would be, you know, we talked about core values. So what would be the best thing? Mm. Like what would be the best thing for me to think? Yeah. What would be the best attitude for me to have? And maybe our attitude, and maybe for you, if you're listening to this, you think, oh, my attitude is how I feel. Great. What would be the best feeling to feel? Yeah. Let's say you go, oh, I can't control my, my emotions. What would be the best way to respond to your emotions? Yeah. Right? And then ultimately, because ultimately those two things are going to determine uh, our actions, like what yeah. we do. And, and a lot of people uh, don't consider that, right? So... Something, something happens. Let me just go through a sequence. Something happens to me. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bad situation. I think this is bad. I don't like it. It makes me mad, right? So when we say something makes us mad, we're automatically saying, I'm not in control. Mm. I'm not in control of my attitude. That situation did that. I, I hear parents do that a lot. Mm. When they say, you're making me do this. <laughs> like they'll say to their kids, you're making me be this way with you. It's like, your kids are the boss of really? the family? Yeah, That's but awesome. people say that kind of stuff all the time. They go, yeah. oh, you're making me treat you this way. It's like no one's making you do anything except yeah. you. So, but they feel they feel anger, so they go with it. They decide yeah. to have a bad, a bad attitude. Well, then, you know, a guy that, like this is my roommate in college. A roommate in college, he'd get mad. He'd get mad at his girlfriend on the phone. He'd punch a hole in the wall. Like, bro, we got to pay to fix this. Can you think about that? <laughs> yeah. Like one time I went to, legit, it's a true story. I went to a movie by myself and uh, I'm a freshman in college and with my roommate. I, I, my roommate stays in, in the dorm. I, it's the middle of winter in Tulsa. So it's not warm, it's cold, freezing. Right, yeah. Right, it's like 20 degrees outside. I come, I come back to the dorm room and our window has a hole in it. We have these little windows. Like our window has this big old hole in it. I go, bro, what happened to our window? He goes, I don't know. I go, you don't know what oh, happened to oh, the window? Okay, okay, guy. <laughs> like he was already like remorseful for his, his attitude that led oh. to his actions. He threw his, he was on the, he was in some fight with his girlfriend, hung up the phone and threw it out the window that's, of our dorm room. So I had to great. sleep in, a, in 20 degree temperatures for like three nights till they came and fixed the window. We had to tape the window up the whole deal. So... Dang. People do things that they regret. People yeah. do things that they shouldn't do. And they go, oh, man, I don't know why I do these things. Yeah. And ultimately, it comes back to, well, your attitude went south because your thinking went south. Yeah. So something bad, something happens to me. Mm-hmm. I decide, I, I have the perspective, oh, this is a bad situation. Then my attitude goes south because I feel bad about it. Like, yeah. so let's say I get angry, sling my phone through the window, and now I got to sleep in 20 degree temperatures. So think plus B plus do equals what you have. Your thoughts plus your attitudes plus your actions equal what you have in life. If I think bad and my attitude's bad and I do something bad, what I have is sleeping in freezing temperatures in a dorm And it's enjoyable. It's very, this is ideal. This is what I prefer. I I woke up this morning thinking, I wanted to do this. So like that, but that's ultimately (laughs) what we, what we end up experiencing in life is we go through things that we don't like. Okay. And then because we don't control our thoughts, attitudes, and actions, we just experience more of what we don't like. Yeah. So like I get fired from my job. Mm. Okay. I don't learn the lesson of 
why I got fired because pretty much most people get fired for pretty good reasons. Now, if you've been fired before and you're listening to this, you're like, oh, I don't agree. Well, it's probably true. I probably got fired for a good reason. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, maybe most people, I said most people, not a hundred percent. There true. are sometimes that true. injustice happens. Yeah. But what happens when people get fired? Most of the time they get fired from the next job because it's not their fault. Mm. They're not in control. Right. People just don't like me or that person doesn't understand me or whatever. When, and most people that I've known that kind of like live a lifestyle of getting fired, they just have more firings in their future and in their life. Yeah. So if you want to have something different, if you and I have, have things in our life that we don't like, what we should do is go back to, how am I thinking about my life? What's my attitude like? And what are the, what are the things that I'm doing? Mm. And if I change those things, then I'm going to change the, the output, like the other part of the formula. Yeah. You know, and that's what we're talking about today is just actions though. Which that's what it's been. It's been great to hear. Like your dad, your dad teaches this, uh, talks about every week or almost every weekend. It seems uh, because it's important. The thinking, the being, the doing, which equals are are having. And like I'm thinking about all the situations that I may be in in my own personal life. I'm like, okay, I'm in this situation. I don't like it. I don't prefer it. No. Maybe maybe okay. Reservation. Uh, had a reservation for six o'clock for dinner or something and. Uh, okay, they don't have the reservation, or they had to give up the reservation. It's like, oh man, I'm I'm starving. Or we were let running late because there was traffic or whatever. Some, something. Yeah. It's like, man, I don't I don't prefer this, but it still happens. Okay, and technically, it's not even. Sometimes it's not yeah. even the people's fault of the things that we're going through. Like I think yeah. about customer service people. They're probably the most resilient people out there because they deal with all the yelling, all the frustration, yeah. and it's like. Oh, they, like did nobody you really likes, need to do that though. Nobody really enjoys their internet service provider. No, everyone. You know, I mean, <laughs> there is one that I hear a lot that people are just like, I just don't like this company. And well, I'm not gonna say that. On there's them. not one. You, it's everybody. <laughs> Comcast, AT and T, Verizon. I don't know Google Fiber. Maybe I don't know. I don't know anybody that has Google Fiber. So I don't either. It's like it's like you know the grass is always greener. Suddenlink, <laughs> CenturyLink, blah blah blah, whatever. Starlink. If you, you hang out with Elon Musk, well, I don't know. That's probably go. there's probably people complaining about that. Yeah. So what they do is they just call and they're just like mad at you know this person that's working at a call center. Yeah. All they have on their screen is like three choices. It's like, ma'am, I need you to stop yelling at me so that I can select one of the three options that I have on is my it, screen currently. Is it, not, is it broken? Is it not working? Is it, is yeah. it No, yeah. you don't understand. Like, yeah. Well, because most people, what they do, right, and this is the action piece, they, there's a difference between, and Pastor Keith teaches this, but there's a difference between reacting and responding. So most people never control their thoughts, attitudes, and actions. Mm. So they just live lives that are like reactionary. Mm. You just don't really know like how they're going to respond based on whatever the externals are. Yeah. When we get control of our internals, like the stuff we can control, then instead of reacting to situations, we respond to things mm. and it's a considered response. It's not like, you know, you, uh, it's not like, Hey, you, you threw a ball at me and hit me with it, and so I'm gonna drop an atom bomb on your house. Yeah, oh That's gosh. a reaction, Yeah. right? Yeah. A response is, hey, don't throw that ball at me, right? Or whatever. So, so then how do, we, how do we even get there? How do we get from that, that millisecond reaction to a, hey, probably a little more thoughtful, because it's not gonna be more thoughtful, let me, let mm. me think about it, let me finish that thought, a more thoughtful A more approach. considered reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah response. That, that response. It's like, okay. And how do we get from being reactionary minute. to responding? Yeah, how do we, how do we kind of take those steps? Because yeah. I feel like we can still, I still have those, those 
you know, bad thoughts, but there's a moment where I'm like, okay, hold on. I know I'm thinking this way. Let me pause for a second. Yeah. How, how can someone even start down that path and get there to put that action on pause? Yeah. And uh, be have more of a, of a response. I like these. Uh, I like these like loaded, like kind of open-ended philosophical questions. I asked you one of these earlier, like in another episode. Okay. But right, like yeah. okay, so here's another one. Okay. Like why do you do what you do? Oh dang! Gosh, man. Like why, why? do you? <laughs> <laughs> the actions what? so the actions that you do why do you do them probably because i feel like it would make me there feel you go. good right there because i feel like it okay that's most people yeah like, okay why did i mean i worked out today so why did i go work out oh, i kind of felt like working out this morning okay if someone said if i went and i didn't work out why didn't you work out i just didn't feel like doing it mm. you know or like why did you why did you yell at that person i just felt like yelling at him that's most of the reasons why we do anything. So okay. we feel like doing it. Feel. Okay. Right? So like, so then you go back to attitude. So why do you feel the way that you feel? Well, because my thoughts suck. Like my thought processes are bad. So yeah. like if, you know, why do I feel the way I feel about working out? Because my perspective is that working out is difficult and hard and it makes me tired. Gotcha. And I'm already tired. Okay. Okay. So, you know, you got to go back and, and really the, the, you can't do it in the moment, I think is my, at least for me, there's a lot of people that can like experience a crazy situation and they're like <gasps> super philosophical. The yeah, they're like super philosophical and they can go, okay, here's how I'm going to process everything. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Like it moves in slow motion for them, like they're like bullet time or something, their, their life. Yeah, like, for me, it's mm -hmm. like something crazy happens and I'm instinctive. Yeah. So like uh, fight or flight response kicks in, right? Yeah. What you have to, what you have to do is be the kind of person that prepares for things. Like if I know, okay, that I'm going to, uh, Marcus Aurelius, there's a quote, I need to find it. Um, when you say, when you say like prepare for things though, are you saying, let, let's say that it's, uh, for me, I, li I live off 380, which if you're in the Dallas area and you kind of know the DFW area, it's like 380 is, it's a just, it's full of traffic, no matter what. Yeah, it's, just, so, it's horrible. It's a so horrible like, road so like at all times. When you're talking about preparing, yeah. are, you, are you kind of saying in that scenario, I know it's going to be traffic, but since I know it's going to have traffic, whether I get caught in traffic or not, already preparing in my mind, I'm going to have a better attitude or a, a, a different thought process going into it so I can have a better attitude so I'm not road raging all over and cutting people off and... And all this kind of stuff. Is yeah. that what you're kind of saying? Yeah, if I make an assumption, so like Marcus Aurelius said this in meditations, he said, say to yourself first thing in the morning, I shall meet with people who are meddling, ungrateful, violent, treacherous, envious, and unsociable. They are subject to these faults because of their ignorance of what is good and bad. Dang. Epictetus said this, Epictetus is another <laughs> Stoic philosopher, and he said, whenever anyone criticizes or wrongs you, remember that they are only, or doing, only doing or saying what they think is right. They cannot be guided by your views, only their own. So I can purpose like to myself, I'm going to control my thinking. Well, yeah. what I have to admit is that most people in society don't control their thinking. So they're going to do a bunch of stupid stuff, yeah, right? Because they have stupid thoughts, stupid attitudes, stupid actions. It's like the sequence. Yeah. If I live my life and I say, like Mark, to use to to like practically say Mark what Marcus Aurelius said. If I live my life and I say, okay, I'm going to go through, 
I'm going to have things that happen today mm. that are outside of my control. Yeah. My response to those things will be considered and thought through and I'll, I'll respond to those things according to my core values. Mm. Cause that's what we've been talking about. We should think, think, feel and act, think attitude, action, think, be do according to our core values. Then what we do is when it, when we encounter the situation, we're a little bit more prepared for it. It's kind of like practice. Yeah. It's like if I had never, uh, if I show up to, you know, experiencing conflict or difficult situations is kind of like running a marathon. Yeah. If I don't, if I've never run before, like I've never run and they're like, you got to go run 26.2 miles today. Mm. I'm like, I've never done one, one of those miles. Yeah. I've never done, done <laughs> one of one. miles. <laughs> one of miles. <laughs> I've never done one mile in my life. Yeah. How can I do 26 of these? And that's kind of like what people do. They don't, they don't, it's not about considering that you're going to experience negative things. It's just about being the kind of person that goes like, okay, we talked about it last week. Choose your heart. So yeah. I know I'm going to experience difficulty and I can actually pre-decide, Pastor Keith talks about this in different messages, I can pre-decide what my response is going to be yeah, based on my core values, based on the kind of person that I want to be. So as it relates to controlling our actions, by the time we get to the point where we're like, I got to control my actions, it's too late. Because it really all comes back to controlling my thinking. If I yeah. think, so like one of my perspectives like on life is I know I'm going to go through things that are not preferable to me. Mm-hmm. And I know that. Well, then a situation is going to happen that's not preferable. And I go, oh, I knew this was going to happen. So then you go, okay, like what's my attitude? What's my attitudinal response going to be? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to act or I'm going to be according to my core values, whatever those are, whatever my attitude is. I'm going to yeah. be, be responsive according to that. And then I'm going to do something that aligns with my core values. But most people, they go, I'm just going to do this because I feel like doing it right now. So I'm going to fly off the handle of my kids because I just can't handle it anymore. Yeah. Right. I can't. I'm, I feel like flipping out. So I'm going to flip out. I feel like hitting somebody. So I'm going to hit somebody. Yeah. You know, we basically have the same emotional control as a two year old. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, you yeah. know, like, like you talked about Karen's and we love all Karen's, <laughs> all, all the Karen's Karen's is, is sometimes more of a cultural thing than like a person. So yes. we're not thinking of a we're person per- personifying every person. Karen I know personally is a wonderful lady, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know many Karens. But we think of Karens that we see on social media, and that person is is doing throwing the same kind of temper tantrum that like Harper throws, that's my two-year-old yeah. daughter. So we grow up, so to speak, but we never exercise any more emotional control than we had when we were two. Yeah. We never exercise any thought control because we don't really think we're in control of what we think of. So then, of course, we can't control our actions. Which I think you mentioned this last episode is like, even our actions is our last desperate attempt to have that control yeah, of like, for sure. this is, I, I, well, I didn't say that, but that's a good thought. I've never thought of it that way. Oh, I thought you said something like that. Either Maybe way, I did, but that's really good. What you just said. <laughs> well, that's I'll what, quote Mitchell Chop on that hey, one. There we go. I'll coin that one, but that's where So our uh, actions are like our last kind of attempt to control the situation. Yeah. Like again, like a Karen yeah, when people lash that, out. Yeah. I'm I, a two year old Karen, whoever it's like, okay, I, I didn't get the outcome I preferred, right? We're using that word right now. I didn't prefer it, but because of all of this stuff, my actions may be um, more of the extreme variation of it or trying to control that situation. Like, okay, I want to, I can't control this. I'm going to complain. I'm going to, 
hit. I'm going to blink. Yeah. I'm trying to control whatever I can. Because this doesn't, and most of the time, whether we're like super emotional people or not, we go, oh, I just don't feel like it. Or this is what I feel like doing right now. And yeah. so people lash out because they think that's going to help them feel better. Mm. And the truth is you just make the situation worse. Everyone I know, I mean, it's like my roommate in college didn't go, wasn't like happy mm. that he threw his phone through the window. He regretted it. Yeah. He was like frustrated, disappointed at himself. And he was upset that he forced both of us to sleep in cold weather. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't like he was like, yeah, man, uh, this is what I'm about. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how I roll. You, yeah. you come at me. That's you how I roll. Correct, I freaking lose. Con- I lose control. I mean, that's not like what people uh, celebrate, You're right? Proud of that. Okay. So, so Pastor Keith, when I was a kid, he would always talk to me about this because he would ask me like, "Hey, do you want to work out with me?" I'd be like, "I don't feel like working out with you," you know. Or I'd say all the time, "I don't feel like doing that." I don't feel like doing that. So, one of the leadershipologies in our in our church is um, that it's easier to act your way into a feeling than it is to feel your way into an action. Mm. That's why to me, like emotions aren't the most important thing. Yeah. My attitude is cause I might not feel good mm. right now. I might not feel the best emotion, but an attitude is higher level than an emotion. Yeah. An attitude leads my actions. So I will have, if you know, back to, we talked about core values a few, a few episodes ago, but like I talked about how like kind of the American core values happiness. Right. Right. So what people do is they go, I don't feel happy. So I'm going to do all these things that I think are going to make me happy. So right. like, I'll go, you know, people will go drink. They'll go, they'll go like, I have friends, right? They'll go, Oh, I don't feel good. So I'm going to go home today and drink a glass of wine. Cause that's going to help me feel better. Yeah. So they'll do all these things to try to help them feel better when really your feelings will follow your actions. Mm. So even though your attitudes are your decision, your feelings will ultimately follow what you do. Mm. So like if I want happiness, how can I act my way into happiness? Right. That's a really like powerful thought. If we realize that we have control over whether or not we're happy or not, then what we begin to do is instead of feeling our way into actions, like most human beings do, they just go, I'm yeah. going to do this because I feel like it. I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm not going to do this because I don't feel like it. What, what we end up doing is go, I'm going to act this way. And then we find ourselves feeling the emotions that we want to feel. So like in my marriage, right, with Courtney, if I don't feel like that we're in a season or a situation where there's a lot of love happening, I'm going to choose to fight through that in, in terms of my attitude. Yeah. Well, I'm going to think to myself, okay, like I am going to have the perspective that me and Courtney can and should have a loving relationship. That's mm. going to be my perspective. My attitude is going to be, I'm going to have a positive attitude and believe that that's going to happen. I'm going to act in ways, yeah. even though I maybe don't feel love towards her in a, in a certain moment, I'm going to act in ways that are loving. And then my feelings are going to follow those actions. So I'll feel love towards her as I demonstrate love towards her. Yeah. Right. And that's how life is supposed to work. And that's how God's designed us. Yeah. But we often let our feelings become the leader when really the feelings are the last thing because the feelings are part of the have. Yeah. The have is happiness. The have is good. The have yeah, is love. Great. You know, I love that. I love that. I, I do find like I, I well, most recently taught the, um, we, we did the how to win friends and influence people yeah. in the internship. And we went through that book with the interns not too long in this last term. And one of the biggest things that kept coming up though is 
why why does the responsibility always fall on us <laughs> so like you you just mentioned how like man i'm not yeah. i'm not with, with the situation with courtney like not current situation but in the hypothetical situation that you have with courtney it's like oh man i need to take it upon myself to then act my way into these feelings so that i can have these things as the leader with everyone who may be listening and it's like, maybe you've been doing this for a while. They may be feeling exhausted or like, I'm always doing this. I'm always the one that's constantly yeah. feeling or acting my way into that. Uh, or maybe people that are just slowly experiencing this and they're like, ah, uh, is this really what it's going to be like? It's like, I feel like that's, that is a hard, that's a very hard thing to realize of like, yeah, you're going to be the only one who really notices these things. Maybe, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, to me that like on one hand, it's like behind these mountains are more mountains. So if you didn't have this struggle today, you'd have a, you'd have some struggle. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like life is not without struggle. Like there is no yeah. such thing. Like we live a life and we go one day I'm going to find Elysium and I'll be in this situation <laughs> where everything will be great and nothing will be hard. Yeah. You know, and we talked about choose your heart. So, um, last time. And so when, when people say that it's like a very self pitiful, like, honestly, it's a very self-pitiful thing to yeah. say, well, I'm the only one that's doing this. Yeah. It's like, okay, but there could be a bunch of, I mean, if you have a perspective change, you say, God's put me in this situation to do this. Mm. Yeah. This is what I'm supposed to bring. One time I talked to Pastor Keith, and this was when I was over youth, and I felt like, you know, I'm the leader of the team. Yeah. But at that point, uh, I don't know, how, how, how old are you? I'm 30, I'm 31, 31. Yeah, so me and you were like three, four years apart. Yeah. So you're one of the leaders in youth at that time. Yeah. Right. So I'm a, I'm a, the youth pastor. I'm 23. You're 19. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> we're all pretty much the same age. So I walk into like this room I'm supposed to be leading in. And I went to pastor Keith one time and I said, you know, like a lot of these leaders on this youth team, you know, they're just not encouragers. And the, and the youth, like the youth that come to our youth ministry, they just don't feel loved. Yeah. And uh, I really have an issue with that. And Pastor Keith was like, okay, um, what are you, are you encouraging youth? And I'm like, no, I need them to do it. <laughs> They're supposed to be the ones that do it. Yeah. And uh, he's like, why? I go, well, I don't know. He goes, well, the fact that you see it means that's the gap that you're supposed to fill. Yeah. You know, because usually for, and this isn't even about our actions, but usually the gaps that we see are gaps that only we see mm. that are those, those things. And this is what pastor Keith taught me. Those things are based on our 1%. Like just like God's given us a fingerprint that no one else has, leave an imprint that no one else can leave. God's given us a perspective that no one else has on mm. situations, circumstances, people, whatever. And so if I feel like that I'm the only one that sees this, then that's actually a need that God's put me in that situation to meet. Yeah. Not something for me to demand out of the situation. And that's like true, self-mastery right that's like real yeah. leadership when you can walk into a situation and go nobody feels encouraged here man god sent me here to bring the encouragement right and that's the that's the perspective shift because if someone's on the maybe the negative side of life and says man like i'm the, always the one or i'm the one that always has to apologize yeah or i'm the one that always has to forgive or i'm the one that always has to do this then man you're right where god wants you because you're the only one that's going to yeah and you're the person that God sent into that situation. And so that's, that's how important it is to have a certain perspective. Yeah. But ultimately, 
you know, in life, like I love what Mike Tyson said. He said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like all of this talk, like this is so easy for us, right? Yeah. Because like me and you aren't actively fighting about something or we're not actively in like a bad situation between us. Yeah. Um, and we can approach all these different situations in life with like a certain plan, but life is always going to have surprises for us. And a lot of times those surprises are like, you know, pretty unpleasant. Yeah. And I said this before, but, but there, there's a reason why we're not just talking about positive situations mm. because in like really great situations or situations we see as really great, we're not going to be like, Oh, I'm have so struggling with a negative attitude right now. Right. Yeah. Or like my perspective, yeah. like when I'm, if I'm staying in like, you know, the presidential suite of the hotel and it's just like I'm having the most amazing day. I'm not sitting there going, "Oh, my perspective is probably bad about this situation." Or, okay, let, let's put let, let's put you back in that room. Okay, you're in the presidential suite. You you've been getting the VIP treatment, and you still need you ask for a pillow from customer service, yeah. an extra pillow. They haven't given you an extra pillow yeah, yet. There you go. You're like, well, I'm in the presidential suite. I guess. Though. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess perspective always matters, right? Because you could be in the presidential suite going, this pillow is awful. Well, I, oh, I didn't even think not, about that piece. I was know? just more like, well, I mean, you're I in the presidential suite, yeah, though. Yeah. Like, come on. But I'm saying, like, you could be having the best day of your life. Yeah. And, um, you know, you're not probably going to struggle with your attitude. You're going to struggle right. with your attitude if your tire goes flat on the best day of your life. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, you know, or, yeah, or that's like if you example. don't get the pillow, oh, yeah, or if you're like the princess and the pea on the bed, and like you can't, you know, it's like I can't get enough, my back still hurts. Yeah. So, um, so what do we do, right? And I think that's ultimately what you're asking is like, what do we do whenever these unplanned experiences right. are created? You know, yeah. that like we can't, you know, we can pre-decide and we can plan and we can go, okay, I'm going to go through hard things. Yeah. Which we talked about. We talked about like pre-planning, pre-meditating. Yeah, what on should those, I, okay, I'm going to have these thoughts. But like all of us are going to have moments that we've caught, we're caught a little bit unprepared. So I love the story of Apollo 13, like Apollo 13. They, you know, a lot of us have seen the movie, but this is the whole Houston. We have a problem. Thing, yeah. You know? And so they're, the third mission to try to land on the moon. I mean, these astronauts have trained and they've like, it's like their lifelong dream yeah. to go to the moon, land on the moon, walk on the moon. It's amazing. They're, they're 203,000 miles from, we're basically 204,000 miles from earth. And, um, if you know anything about the story of Apollo 13, they one of their oxygen tanks explodes and the other one started to really lose oxygen. And, uh, so when you're in space, you're losing oxygen, not know, good. That's a bad situation. <laughs> not, not a good right? question. One, one of those tanks was provided them power. And the other one was oxygen for them to breathe. So it's like bad situation all the way around. Right? So they're right above the moon when this happens. Mm -hmm. They're like so close yeah. to the thing that they want, their objective, their goal. And, um, but this, this thing that happened meant two things. Number one, uh, that mission's over. Yep. We're not going to the moon. The other thing it meant is that we have a new mission and that's we got to get back to Earth alive. Mm. So pause in the story there. Stuff happens. Mike Tyson, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yep. Stuff happens. We plan things. We, we want to do things. We are working really hard to control our thoughts, attitudes and whatever. And then the action piece, though, is what we decide to do when the plan changes or when we do get hit in the mouth. Mm. And um, we'll talk about 
that in a, in a second, but the plans are going to change. Like we're right. going to, we're going to plan stuff. We're going to want to do stuff. We're going to think in our mind like, Oh yeah, like life's going to be great. Cause I got core values and I got a philosophy of life. And now like everything's awesome. Got everything with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like really no matter what, there's going to be struggles and difficulties that, that come our way. Yeah. So, um, they start frantically trying to boot the, uh, lunar module up, which was only meant to, to, for, for three people to survive, but there's four of them and they gotta, they gotta figure out how to survive while they try to fix all these problems. Right. So they shut down and they also got to figure out how to get back to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so they shut down the, what's called the command module where they were all like, was like their main spot. Right. They get into the lunar module, which still had like working oxygen and different things to try to troubleshoot with NASA. Okay. So they find enough oxygen to breathe, but now their challenge is uh, they have too much carbon dioxide because they can't filter it out and they don't have any water. So they're just constantly figuring it out. And um, so all three, long story short, we all know kind of the story of Apollo 13, but despite all these different challenges, they never made it to the moon, but everybody survived. Yep. Um, And most of us today wouldn't look at Apollo 13 and go, man, that was an absolute failure. Yeah. Right. We yeah. go, wow, like what a powerful thing. They, they survived and they won in the end. They didn't, yeah. none of them died in space. Um, why do we think that? It's because the goals changed based on things that these astronauts, these astronauts, <coughs> astronauts couldn't control. Mm. So we get in situations and things happen that we can't control. The issue comes whenever we keep trying to do the same stuff when the situation's changed. Gotcha. It's like the situation changes. Like it's like, you know, we've been using a car wreck analogy. A few years ago, I got in a car wreck on my way to on my way to church. Right. 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 So, like, I probably wasn't gonna make it to church. Okay. So yeah. for me to have this mission, so I got to get to church. It's like, yeah, it's game over, dude. And like yeah. now, your mission is to deal with this car wreck right now. So like, we go through we go through situations, and you know, it's like really easy for me to say, oh, we should feel our we should not uh, we should act our way into feelings, not feel our way into actions. Mm-hmm. When we plan, like when I plan for things to be outside of my control and for stuff to happen, I go from reacting to those things to responding. Mm. Because if I don't plan for stuff to be outside of my control, what I end up doing is getting mad when it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so if I go, oh, it's going to something's going to be outside of my control and then I'm going to have to deal with it. Um then I'm better in control. So like they they the difference between the movie and the real story is in the movie, you see these people panicking, Apollo 13, they're throwing everything on the table. They're like, oh my gosh, we got to figure it out. Yeah. Right? What really happened was they all just got together and there was a, a, one of the flight controllers, they, someone uh, asked them, they said, weren't there times where you guys just panicked? And the guy said, no, when bad things happen, we just laid out the options and failure wasn't one of them. Mm. Wow. And so the mission changed Right. And so their actions changed. They went, okay, the mission's changed. We're not going to freak out. We're going to be the kind of people that we just kind of respond here. Yeah. And we do this. And, um, of course, when we're given the like right amount of time yeah, to plan, uh, yeah, everything's going to go good. Cause like, I can think through my thoughts. I can think through my attitudes and now I can think through my actions. Uh, the problems, the problem is that when things don't go according to my plan, right? Yeah. Or like when you're saying like you're just in this situation where it's kind of escalating. Um, so when things don't go our way, like what should we do, right? Well, the yeah. Stoics, 
uh, had a plan for that. <laughs> so they said <laughs> they they talked about having an even mind. So temperance was one of their values. Right. But they used this term uh, called equanimity. Mm. So the Roman Stoics called it that. The Greek Stoics called it apatheia. And it means to not not have emotions, but it's calmness that comes with the absence of irrational or extreme emotions. Mm. Um, it's stability and composure regardless of the circumstance. Mm. So what I can do is, and I, I, you know, we can only kind of speak for ourselves individually in terms of emotions right. that we feel. I mean, everyone processes emotions differently. Yeah. What I usually have is I have a few seconds before that emotion escalates into something crazy. Mm. And if I feel a certain way, what I can do is I can decide not to allow it to become extreme. Usually we get in trouble whenever we allow an emotion to become extreme because then we do something extreme. Yeah. So the thing to do a lot of times is to just go, okay, I'm going to be calm right now. Yeah. That's an action still. It's an action to be calm. Right. Right. The thing to do is to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to... I love the the term equanimity. It doesn't mean that we go, oh, like que sera, sera, right? Yeah. Oh, it's just oh, going to be whatever. Yeah. Oh, it is what it is. Yeah. That's that's not what the response is. Equanimity right. is not being passive. It's 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 not being passive. It's saying, I'm going to give my best to make something happen. Yeah. But if things don't go my way, I'm going to be composed. Which to me, it's like I'm thinking about the Apollo 13 kind of a, a moment. It's like, oh man. I I can I can do this where I'm picturing now okay I'm ready I'm I got my guard up I'm ready for those Apollo 13 moments but the Bible talks about being faithful with the little and then you'll be ruler over much so to me of like some practical steps of what I could do is just in those small moments where okay this is um the last <laughs> Last Dr. Pepper in the fridge. Uh, mm. Oh man, I didn't get to, that was the last one I was saving that one. Okay, it's a small one. Okay, no big deal. What's my new objective? Yeah. To find a different beverage. Yeah. No big deal, I couldn't control when Christina wanted to drink that or when we <laughs> handed it to our friend yeah. or whoever. I can't control that. Okay, so my, ne my next thing is find a different beverage to drink. Yeah. Um, so like, I think I think small things like yeah. small actions that we can take daily. Yeah. So it's it's going. So there's a there's another philosopher. His name is Panateus, and he he there's this there's this he he says this. He says like you should treat you should look at your life mm. like a fight, and the reason why you should look at your life like a fight is because you don't show up to a fight unprepared. Right. Like you don't show up to a fight and go, well, I'm not going to get hit today. Mm. Like you show up to a fight and you're like, someone's gonna I'm probably gonna get hit in the head. I'm probably going to have to be ready. I'm probably going to have to have a certain stance. I'm going to have to have a certain approach to this. I'm going to yeah. have to have some kind of plan going into this thing. And too many people show up to life like completely unprepared for any relative form of conflict. Yeah. Like they just go, oh, I'm just going to live and we'll see what happens. Right. When really if I, if I, not, you know, and if you're not some super aggressive person that's like <laughs> listening to this, you're like, I yeah. don't want to really see my life as a fight. Yeah. It's not about that. Like for me though, I'm a person like I wake up in the morning like to, to restate the Marcus Aurelius quote, I know I'm going to deal with hard stuff that day. Yeah. So if I know that, then I'm like always ready to get in whatever stance I need to be in to process it and deal with it. But if I don't think to myself, like I believe personally that life is a fight. Like we're, we're built for it. It's endurance. It's getting through it. 
Like, so like my actions have to be the right response to ultimately win the fight for myself. Cause all, cause the person I'm fighting is not like out there. Right. The person I'm fighting right. is in here. <laughs> so, like I'm fighting me every day. Right. So when I say life's a fight, I got to fight my attitude every day. I got to fight my negative thoughts. And if I know that, like I know today I'm going to have to struggle with that, then I'm a little bit more prepared for if I get like, you know, popped in the ear a little bit, like, yeah. okay, shoot, like that was a hit but I'm gonna to respond to that in this way. But most people, they don't see their life that way. Like they don't see it as hard. Mm. They, they, they feel like that they're every, well, <clears throat> what I've seen in a lot of people is that they, they wanna find comfort, they wanna decrease difficulty, and they don't wanna have challenges. Yeah. And so most of their actions are reflections of that. Yeah. Like I'll choose, not like I'll choose not conflict. Cause there's a lot of people that choose conflict, but they choose the wrong kind of conflict. Which that was, that was right? the thing I was going to mention was like, you said, uh, we need to wake up and think, oh man, every day's a fight. People can automatically think that, oh, that means I have the green flag to yeah. cause conflict when there's no need for it. Like, no, no, no. He, no yeah. It's a philosophy. I'm going to go gonna, sucker punch yeah, people. I'm just going to punch him right in the face. That's yeah. where you get grandma from yeah. taking the last thing. <laughs> Oh my gosh, what happened? No, Why? like Seneca, Seneca said it's in the power of the mind to be unconquerable. Yeah. So the fight is not with a person. Yeah. The fight is with me mm. and the fight is ultimately like for my destiny. Mm. So the, the, the decisions I make today, the reason why having a philosophy of life is so important is because uh, we talk, we say this, we say it this way as, as a church, what we want to do as a church is we want to equip people to have a biblical philosophy of life that gives them, that equips them to reach their God-given potential. Yeah. The philosophy of life that I have and operate with will determine what I have in life. Mm. So the fight is the fight for my thinking, Yeah. the fight is the fight for my attitude, and ultimately the fight for my actions. And like we're not talking about actions a whole lot, because it's like, if you have the right attitude, and you have the right thought processes, your actions will be in, in alignment with that. Yeah. And the fight is for those things. Why? So you can have what, what God wants you to have in your life. So the actions that we should take, like if, if, if you're going to ask a question, like someone's listening is going to ask a question, say, what kind of actions should I take? Right. What are the right I mentioned, actions? Whatever. I mentioned equanimity right, or composure. The yeah. actions that you should take are composed and thought out. Don't have okay. instinctive reactions. Yeah. Don't, don't instinctively react to things. Be a person who responds. Like, I respond this way intentionally. Mm. If someone insults me, I don't react by insulting them back. Right. I respond in whatever way that I feel is appropriate to the situation. So, and it's composed. So I might respond by saying, hey, you don't need to talk to me that way. Or I might, I might respond by walking away from a battle. Or I might respond... Uh, by apologizing if I did something stupid, right? you know, like if I cut a guy off in traffic and he, you know, does the, you know, one finger salute, <laughs> then, then, then my response can be, Hey man, I apologize. You know, like the yeah. classic, put your hand up yeah. as an apology sign. Bad. That's all like, me. Yeah. It's on me. My bad. It diffuses the situation. That's a response versus a reaction. And so that's why the Stoics counsel us to have equanimity mm. and maintain composure at yeah. all times. If I'm not composed, then I'm not going to do the right thing. You're going to be unhinged. Like I'm not going to have the right action. Yeah. So the fight is not like, oh, I'm going to gear up for the fight every day. The fight is today, I'm going to fight the good fight of faith. That's what Paul talks about. Right. And the good fight of faith is I'm going to wake up today. I'm going to fight to have good thoughts. 
about every situation and every person I encounter. Mm. The fight is I'm going to fight to have a good attitude and I'm going to fight to do the right thing. And the other thing I would say about actions is that the actions that we take, if we're looking for the right actions in any moment, right, they're composed and they also are in alignment with our values, which we talked about a few episodes ago. Right. The actions that we should take are actions that align with what we claim to value. So like if I value honor, then how I should act and behave in any situation is honorable. Mm. And in an honoring way, if I value humility, then I should behave with humility. If I value excellence, I should act with excellence. If I value generosity, so on and so forth. So the the thinking and the attitudes ultimately lead lead to us acting in a way that's in alignment with our core values. And we should never allow situations to dictate our responses, Mm. right? These situations that we're in, those things are going to change, good and bad, right and wrong, preferable and unpreferable. But the goal that we have is to maintain our equanimity, maintain our composure according to what? Not according to like general morality and being a good person, but according to our values life is gonna happen to us like a lot of times i mean it's not like we're fully in control all the time but our response is what matters like it's like a fight in terms of we're gonna get hit sometimes we might get knocked in the mouth we might get you know surprised from yeah you know from random angles but if we keep our composure we'll always find a way forward Mm. and that ultimately comes back to the fact that we know that god has a plan for our life yeah so like if i know and we talked about this the first episode if I know that God really does have a plan for my life, which is what scripture says, it's even what stoic philosophy teaches. If Mm. I know that, then I can behave according to my values and know that I'm going to have a good life. Yeah. And if I know that, and if I, if I act like I'm going to have a good life, if, well, if I think I'm going to have a good life and I have the kind of attitude that says I'm going to have a good life and I do things as if I'm going to have a good life, then I'm going to have a good You're life. You're going to have a good life. Yeah. So really think plus B plus do equals what you have. So if yeah. you don't like your actions or if you don't like what you have in life, I'll, I'll land the plane here. Yeah. If you don't like what you have in life, look back at the things that you're doing. Right. If you don't like the things that you're doing, look back to your attitude. What mm-hmm. kind of attitude do you have? If you don't like your attitude, start with your thinking and align your thinking with definitely God's word and your core values and then you'll start to see your thinking change. Yeah. You'll start to see your attitude change. You'll start to see your actions change. And then ultimately the fruit of your actions is going to be what you have. Yeah. And that's ultimately what God wants for us. Yeah. Almost reverse engineering the the situation. So figure out how how it went. AAP is what we talk about yeah. here. Assess, address and progress. So yeah. what are the things that you need to start doing, stop doing and continue doing to kind of get the results of more what you're what what you are wanting. I think Again, with everything that we're kind of talking about, just don't, don't, you don't have to be overwhelmed. Sometimes I can be like, oh man, there's a big elephant. Well, it's just one bite at a time, right? Yeah. Big elephant in the room, and oh my gosh, it's gonna be uh, the Apollo 13 kind of moment in my life. It's gonna be uh, so hard to just start with the small things. Whatever you can do, whatever that means, if it is just not having an attitude that day or the, well if you need to start with your core values you know go back yeah. and go okay i'm going to decide and you can go back and listen to that episode but decide what you're gonna what matters most to you yeah and then after that go okay like how do i need to think based on what matters most to me don't even worry about what you're doing right now yeah. just go like hey uh, what are my thoughts going to be yeah 
You know, the Bible teaches us to have good thoughts. The Bible says that God thinks good thoughts towards us. And then, okay, now that you're working on your thoughts, go, okay, like now, what is my attitude going to be? Yeah. You know, what, how am I going to respond to the emotions that I feel and the things I encounter? And then ultimately you do, you do the things that are in accordance with your core values and those things will line up, you know, and you'll have a great life. Those end results. Yeah. That'll be the end result of it. So yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us for this again, this season of our podcast that we're going through with philosophy of life. And uh, we're going to be jumping back into one more episode to end this season. What is the meaning of life is next week? That is probably the biggest question of humanity Uh, all time, ever just the world in general. I think if you Google that, it probably is the number one question. What is the meaning of life? life? Or what is my purpose? Which kind of go hand in hand, Uh, but come back for that episode, final episode for this season. Uh, Again, we'll see you back here in the Warrior Suite with Pastor Josh and Pastor Mitchell. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our channel to be notified of our latest episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. That way, you know when a new episode has been uploaded. Also, if this message has impacted you and you want to contribute to help us reach more people, visit elevate.life forward slash give. We look forward to seeing you here next time.